0: I think a lot of us wrestle with how to think about rolling out process. Again, we don't want to be too bureaucratic. We don't want to be too corporate and we want to keep that essence of the team. And at the same time, we know we've got to make a change because we've all heard it. What got you here to the place you are now, that's not going to get you to the place you want to be. Welcome to the Managing Made Simple podcast where I bring a decade of experience working in some of the most influential companies in tech to help you navigate the ins and outs of being a people manager. From conflicts to feedback to delegating and more, we will leave no stone unturned when it comes to what makes us love managing, kinda hate it, and everything in between. Doesn't matter if you're a new manager looking for some tips or a seasoned manager looking to up their game, everyone is welcome to hang out with Managing Made Simple. Let's go. I know you're here because you want to be a better manager, but I also know it's often easier said than done. That's why I put together a scorecard of 20 things that you can do this month and every month to show up better for your team as a manager. From positive feedback to recognition to honoring those working norms that we know we got to do but sometimes forget, this scorecard serves as a checklist and accountability buddy to remind you of all those things you got to do to be a great manager. Download your copy today at leagarvincom scorecard. Welcome back to the show. Today is a fun episode for me because it's all about implementing process without changing the culture of the team. And why is this a fun one? Because my whole career in tech in the corporate world was about implementing processes. And in doing that and learning, well, what works and a lot of stuff about what doesn't work, I wanted to share some really simple things you can do to make sure whatever you want to roll out is going to land effectively. And why do we need to talk about this? Well, there comes a time in every team and every business where whatever you're doing reaches a certain point, maybe you've hired enough team members, maybe you're evolving the business to a certain point, whatever it is that you have to change the way you're working. You have to put a little rigor behind things. I'm working with a team right now that had been in heavy research and development for a few years, and now they're moving into shipping a product and this requires a very different way of operating but they don't want to lose the essence of the speed in the the inclusive culture and the friendliness that they have on the team. So they're feeling a little bit stuck on how to handle it. I have another client that's really eager to expand her business and open another location. And she's feeling like, well, I want to make sure that, you know, I'm still in touch with what's going on in the business, that I don't make it too corporate. I think a lot of us wrestle with how to think about rolling out process. Again, we don't want to be too bureaucratic. We don't want to be too corporate. And we want to keep that essence of the team. And at the same time, we know we've got to make a change because we've all heard it. What got you here to the place you are now, that's not going to get you to the place you want to be. Whether it's the configuration of your team, the processes that you use, the way you make decisions, the way you track work, all of these things that I talk about within the ops playbook. Well, these are things that you got to figure out how to do as your team grows and they are going to be evolving things like onboarding, things like making decisions, things like setting priorities, things like expectations. All of these things will evolve as your team grows. So let's talk about how do we keep that culture on the team, that vibe that we really spent so much time cultivating as we have to implement more processes. And I wanted to share three ways to do that. So number one is to get crystal clear on your team values and your team anti-values. So we wanna be clear on what does our team stand for? What do we believe in? You know, is it about, you know, being an inclusive team culture? Is it about having the utmost quality of our product? Is it about, you know, bringing in deep techno expertise? What are the things that our team values? And at the same time, we want to talk about, well, what are the anti-values? What's like the opposite of our team? So we know we never want to fall into that because if we don't identify the anti-values, we can get in this point where we know what we do want to do but then a lot of the process that we implement actually goes right against the things we don't want to do for example you know if an anti value is being moving too slowly or an anti value is being really siloed in our work we want to make sure that any process that we that we develop doesn't sort of set us up for failure in those areas so when we think about it we want to make sure that we're really really clear on who we are and deliberately clear on who we are not. Now, there are a lot of different exercises and workshops you can do to come up with your team values. But I think one really great place to start is having a group brainstorm talking about the questions. What is important to us? What do we stand for? And what are the things that we don't stand for? Having that conversation is a really great starting point to be able to understand, okay, like as we start building in more rigor, what do we wanna make sure we still hold true on? Second thing we wanna do, is we want to identify the biggest pain points that, that require there to be more process and rigor, okay? It's not about overhauling every aspect of the way we work because if you come in there hot saying, okay, we got to change everything, we got to whip this place into shape, everybody's going to go, no thanks, I'm out of here. Or they're going to agree to it and then not actually follow the process. And I know that because that happens all the time <laughs> and I've been there, I've seen it, we've all felt it, okay? So you want to really start by talking to people understanding what are the biggest pain points. Where are you feeling stuck? Where are you feeling like your work is moving slower than you'd like it to be? Where are you feeling like things are more frustrating? Where are you feeling like, hey, I just want more clarity here. Talk to your team members and understand what's actually getting in their way from feeling effective. We don't wanna make assumptions. We don't wanna think, okay, you know, we're moving, we're, we're shipping a hardware product, so We have to follow this like rigorous process that this other hardware product team does. we don't want to go well you know i'm opening up another location for my you know med spa so i'm going to follow the exact process like from this sop guide i downloaded on the internet no we want to figure out what are the pain points on our specific team that are getting in the way from achieving our goals and meeting our priorities okay maybe it's unclear decision making processes maybe it's hazy project timelines maybe it's a lack of you know really knowing where to go for information these things require really different processes and really different solutions and so we want to know what we're actually solving for so once we identify the biggest pain points we want to ask ourselves the third thing what is the simplest way to address this that doesn't add complexity that doesn't solve for all the edge cases up front that solves for maybe the 80 percent of the way solution and then we we explore and we collect feedback and experiment from there whenever I talk about rolling out a new process, I always frame it as an experiment. It's something we're going to try for a few months, maybe just a few weeks. We're going to have an open loop to collect feedback. We're going to see what happens, pilot it again, collect more feedback. We're going to have this kind of continuous loop until we get it right. But we are going to try it. So you see what I mean? We don't want to say, oh, does everyone want this or not? We don't want to be in debate land forever. We want to say, hey, We're going to pilot this. We're going to do it for two, three weeks. We're going to collect feedback and then we're going to see. This is how you can demonstrate some certainty that, yeah, we're going to do it. But you also leave the door open saying, okay, we may not get it right the first time. There may be things we're missing, but we're going to decide and commit to move forward. And that, again, is using what is the simplest solution to address it. So if you feel like, well, you know, there's a lot of spending on the team and we're not clear on what it's for. And, you know, I really wish that I had insight into like, you know, the, the budget tracking and stuff like that. What's the simplest solution? Okay. Maybe you create a template and everyone just fills out when they have spent money or there's a request process, but it doesn't go through multiple approvals, and different things. Maybe you say, okay, if it's anything over this dollar amount, that's when it goes through the request process. Anything over $75 or $500 or $2,500, whatever it is, you know, you want to figure out what's the simplest thing that removes bottlenecks. If it's about tracking work, Hey, maybe it's not tracking every like minutial grain of sand of task. You say, hey, we're going to track things on a project level. This is the level of detail. Here's where we're going to check in about that thing. And then we're going to keep moving with it. So that's how we figure out the simplest thing. We don't try to solve for like the the perfect, perfect thing that's going to solve for a million different things at once. We want to solve for one thing, try a simple solution, pilot it and refine. So these are the ways that we can keep that essence of the culture, the speed that got us to where we are today, the the positive, the fun, the collaborative spirit that you love about your team and implement a little bit more rigor. We want to really get clear on those values and the anti-values. We want to identify the biggest pain points so that whatever we're solving for is something your team actually wants to solve for. And then we're going to find the simplest way to solve it by piloting and experimenting with a solution. This is how we implement process. This is one of my favorite things to support teams on. This is all about what the ops playbook is. And so if you're feeling like, ah, I'm too much in the weeds, I want to be saving more time. I know there is you know, downtime that, that people could be reinvesting that time another way. I know it's costing me money. These are the pain points that teams I work with are feeling. And especially right now, when we got to do more with less. This is the moment to think, hey, what are some really lightweight systems and processes we can put in place to bring more clarity, to get people moving, to help people feel and flow so that we can be growing our business. And if you want to bring that to your team, send me a message at hello at and let's talk about how to bring the Ops Playbook to your team. This playbook will transform your business by giving everybody the place to go to first when they have a question. It ensures that people can be more proactive. They feel a stronger sense of ownership, and they're all collectively bought in to growing your business. See you next time. That's all I have for today. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Managing Made Simple podcast, where my goal is to demystify the job of people management so that together we can make the workplace somewhere everyone can thrive. I always love to hear from you. So please reach out at leahgarvin.com or message me on LinkedIn. See you next time.